What's up, everybody? Welcome to the View from Jamestown podcast edition. This is episode 30. This is the September 2019 recording. I'm sitting down with TCC president Rob Roach and GM of sales AJ Petrarca. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Or good afternoon, depending where we are. Um, 30 episodes, huh? 30 episodes. Wow. Getting up there. I thought it was a big deal when we were in double digits. The 30 seems like a, it's like the like when you turn 30, it's like a, a landmark age. It is, yeah. It's, it's all downhill from there. Not that I would know, but <laughs> I'm, so, so I've been told. Good uh, to be young. Enjoy it while it lasts. We are, we are sitting here staring September straight in the face. Yeah. I'm um, starting to see kids go back to school. The tourism are a little bit down around the, around the areas, which is nice. Nice time of year. Um, still get some nice weather, but a little bit less busy around, around the islands, which is nice. Yeah, it is. It's my favorite time of year. It's just beautiful out, sunny usually, and uh, cool in the morning. Warms right up, and uh, just been gorgeous lately. The flowers are out. The monarch butterflies are starting to come through on their migration, and uh, it's a wonderful time of year. i got to admit, I've seen some leaves starting to change. Makes <sighs> me a little bit sad. You know? Don't notice that yet. It's, 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 Maybe we can ignore it, and it won't happen. You know, We can hold on to September forever. <laughs> Sounds like a song. <laughs> um, as we talked about last month, uh, lots of geopolitical trends and issues um, going on throughout the world. Um, as we've kind of mentioned before, any one of them on its own would be a pretty big deal, but we have upwards of six, eight, ten different things going on throughout the world. Um, protests in Hong Kong, the Brexit UK conversation continues to be happening, um, seeing massive rainforest fires in Brazil, mm. um, lots of different stuff going on, and obviously impacts not just our business, but you know, business globally. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's really concerning, and, and again, I don't know if it's just our exposure to media, and that we have all this information, that we see all this going on, or it's really troubling that all this is really happening all at once, um, because I think you said... Uh, any one of these would be in a major topic, a major story, and uh, we've got a half dozen at least things that are very concerning that are happening worldwide, so a lot to pay attention to. Lots to pay attention to and try to put into a formula and figure out how it's going to affect business and imports and exports and, and everything up and down the supply chain. It's a lot to take in and digest and figure out what's going to, you know, what to make of it, what to make of it all. Well, I'll tell you how it's affecting business negatively, very negatively. So uh, across the board, we're hearing from Asian partners, European partners, Latin American partners, that things aren't good. So I think that's um, confirmed. It's, it's having negative impacts uh, around the world. It seems like it's a lot of just people kind of clenching their fists and holding on to figure out what's going to happen. It's not super positive. It's not super negative. It's just kind of like almost wait and see, which obviously has its own negative effects. Yeah, I mean, as a microcosm at TCC, things are going well. Um, but we're hustling to keep it at that level. I mean, everybody's working harder to uh, maintain status quo. I mean, you're fighting major headwinds with uh, the case industry off, the uh, you know uh, thermoplastics industry off, uh, the automotive industry off, the recreational vehicle industry. I mean, you, you go on and on and on. I don't think there's any particular group or, or group of industries that's doing well right now that I can see. You know, we're starting to get into a little bit busier of a trade show season that we'll talk about in a little bit, but it should be interesting to see what people are saying and what kind of the general consensus is at some of these shows. Yeah, I just realized we're heading down to the to a tornado or a hurricane alley hurricane, this yep. week, <laughs> yep. going to South Carolina, yep. right in the path of that storm. So we'll see if we make it. <laughs> it's like deja vu. Didn't that happen to you last year too? It sure. happened the past two years actually. Yeah. 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 I guess that's why that's a good deal. You got good pricing down there. Yeah, I guess that's. <laughs> <laughs> Might be time to change the location. 
maybe. Perhaps. <laughs> yeah, everyone loves Charleston, though. Nobody wants Great to, city. Yeah. yeah. It's too bad to if they have to change it, but it is, you know, a very tenuous time of year with hurricanes in that area. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the trends that are starting to come out, we're starting to see reports of the U.S. GDP, quote-unquote, normalizing, coming back to about 2%, obviously still strong numbers, but things are kind of coming back to normal after some of the um, tax breaks and, and different business plans that came after the election in 2016. So things starting to normalize still you know above two percent still quote unquote good but coming back down to, to a more normal level yeah I don't think we're gonna see any sort of uh, market indicators um, improving with you know an idiot president like we have um, his modus operandi is to pretty much slash and burn everything um, personally I'm affected by his uh, tax policies and tax plans uh, the company's affected by his escalating trade war his rhetoric is full of lies um he's passionate about dividing people um i can't wait until someone takes his place he's he's done tremendous damage to our country and the world um and he couldn't get out of office quicker in my opinion yeah starting to see articles that some of the tariffs are going to go up from 25 to 30 percent or 10 to 15 percent depending where what levels they were at um, and advising businesses to look elsewhere from China, which you can understand the opinion, but will typically lead to less efficient production, more costly production, which doesn't solve many of the problems that he's, he's looking at. Well, free trade is good for the world. It really is. And, and we already have um, duties and, and programs uh, in place, and we watch the trade flows, and we try and uh, normalize them and make them fair. Um, so this trade war is... There's no real winner. There's only losers because we're about a year away from an election and the Chinese are sitting there going, we don't have to deal with this idiot. We don't have to deal with him. He's got no backup. He's losing his support very quickly. Um, and uh, he's just one man. And so there's no way to go but escalate. And um, it's ignorant, you know, just to, to continue to escalate this. It's just complete ignorance. Um, you and, know. and us as a microcosm of business with China, a lot of our business coming out of China is relatively flat. Um, it's, it's a lot of products that can only be found in China, only produced in China, unfortunately, just subject to the tariff and, and an increased cost that we have to pass on to, you know, to our customers and end users. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, um, you know, one of our largest products that we import from China is only produced there. Um, so we're working through, um, you know, filing for an exemption to the tariffs, which I don't think is gonna um, go anywhere or, or, you know, do us much good, but we'll go through the exercise and see if we can, uh, you know, get that get that filed because we feel as though it should be exempt because it's, you know, there's no other option here, right? So um, yep. I don't know, we'll see see how that goes. Yep, yep, something to keep watching. Seems like things can change and we've, we've seen things change overnight you know, mm. one, one tweet goes out and all of a sudden plans that businesses put in place are pretty much out the window and have to kind of readjust. Yeah, I mean, who can operate under these standards? And I understand that the stock market is stable, um, but his tax plan boosted only billion-dollar corporations. It didn't help the individuals, didn't, didn't help small business, didn't help farmers, didn't help anyone. It just helped the swamp. The one he was supposed to drain, that was the... That was the benefit of his tax plan. Um, we still have Obamacare, really, and and it's not being improved upon. You know, there's no new health plan. We still don't have a wall. We um, we have lost our major partners of 
decades, even centuries, um, to um, political banter and uh, tweeting. It's a joke, you know, it really is a joke. And uh, I just hope some semblance comes over Washington at some point <laughs> and some people get some logic and understanding of what's going on here. And um, I don't think we're going to get that at least for another year. Yeah, one other big big trend we're starting to look at too is watching the Rhine River over in Europe. Um, something we talked about, I think this time pretty much last year with with significant historic all-time lows on the Rhine River impacted global trade. Last year, not last this year. year. This, yep, yeah, this time yeah, last, last year. year. Yep. Yeah, true. It's a, it, it affected the GDP of Germany as a whole. It, it's a, had a major impact. The good news is that there was considerable snowpack um, in the Alps and uh, there's been decent amount of rain. Um, there's also been a year where companies have um, found contingencies in case of it happening again. The government of Germany uh, sees this as a major problem and is making changes and, and uh, you know, informing uh, folks about what, what they're doing and how they're doing it. So luckily, I think this year we'll get by with uh, minimal impact and, and the supply chains from our producing partners that are on the Rhine look solid right now. Yeah, I think we saw BASF publicly say that they attributed $200 million of loss, 200 million euros of loss due to the Rhine River issues alone. Just it shows the magnitude of how important of a supply chain where the, the river is. I'm actually surprised it wasn't higher. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, when you're loading barges a quarter full, you're paying four times the amount to move a quarter the amount of product. So, I mean, it's a raw material-wise, supply-wise, finished product-wise, you have to have the Rhine River to move these products. So um, I'm surprised. Uh, but, I mean, that's a tremendous amount of money. Yeah. Yeah, a couple other positive things i guess going on or maybe a little bit more neutral um one of the things we've seen this month the american chemistry council or acc uh their high phthalate panel announced that they were doing uh toxicity um, testing on a, a bunch of products two products were specifically uh volunteered to go through the process uh dinp obviously a, a major focus for us as well as didp mm. um, expecting to hope to see some feedback and results from that over the next four five six seven months um, but something we're watching closely and we'll keep everyone updated on yeah it's interesting they voluntarily submitted uh, dimp and didp for tox testing um, it shows a few things to me it shows that their confidence in the uh, tox profile or lack thereof um as it was found by eca in europe uh last year really the only the only strong headwind to dimp right now is prop 65 and as we know that's not really based on uh concrete scientific evidence so um, we believe that DINP is a necessary plasticizer for flexible vinyl. It's uh, INA-based, INA production worldwide is able to support uh, the volumes of, of flexible vinyl needed worldwide. It can't be supported by um, you know, 2EH-based products as well. There's also competing products that'll really uh, stress the demand of 2EH if we go back to a strong economy uh, where INA is really solely focused on DINP. Um, so it's it's really interesting and and I think that um, you know if the findings are positive um, it'll just you know reinforce to the flexible vinyl um, industry that this is 
an amazing plasticizer, one that stays in the compound, um, stays in the vinyl, uh, does not leach out, and therefore come in contact with humans and get into the bloodstream and cause damage. So, Yeah, we saw positive reports, similar uh, scale come out of Europe last year, so now we're seeing the same thing in, in U.S. trials. So certainly positive to see and something we'll keep an eye on closely. Absolutely. I think it's a, a really interesting, and I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, – you know, see how how things progress here. Yeah, well, wherever you're streaming this, well, if you scroll down, we'll post the article that has the info on it, and obviously, keep a keep an eye on it as it goes through the process and see what the results come out to be. Um, keep it on the same track. One thing that's I think a growing trend and something we haven't talked about too much in the past, but probably worth the conversation is kind of the circular economy. That's it's the the buzzword for it, or kind of global recycling efforts. Um, something we're seeing more and more of. I think the trade war maybe sparked a little bit of it with. Uh, Asian countries stopping taking um, waste from Western regions mm. and seeing more companies look at sustainable products, um, things that can be recycled easier or are a little bit easier on the, on the um, not the economy, but recycling efforts. It's, it's easier to recycle and something we're seeing, I think, more and more from customers has been a, a trend recently. Well, sustainability has become a big um, trend, a trendy word in, in chemistry and in, in companies uh, as a whole. And the fact is that if we don't uh, consider sustainability for the future, um, you know, we're, we're all going to have to find a new planet to live on. Uh, we're just, there's just too many people. There's just too much plastic. You're right, China, Cambodia, et cetera, they've stopped taking our recycled goods or our plastic or our waste. So we have to consider how we can manage this with hundreds of millions of people and, uh, the, con- the way they consume and the amount of plastic they consume, it, it needs to be handled just like we have to do something about autom- automobiles. We can't continue to spew carbon monoxide at the rate we are with Americans having one and two cars per person and now the world wanting that as well. Uh, again, that's not sustainable. Um, so uh, it's, 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 it needs the chemical industry to find those products that can be sustainable, biodegradable, um, not affecting and polluting our earth. You know? Yeah, and we've had some companies even look at and pay more for a, a sustainable raw material, something that's produced or recycled just for their sustainability efforts. It's less about profit. It's obviously still about profit, but more about being sustainable and, and looking for those products, which is positive to see. Yeah, I mean, in some cases, obviously, it doesn't hurt that the recycled products sometimes are cheaper than the virgin product. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is, is, uh, the question is, are people willing to pay a premium for the, for the sustainability? And that's, that's uh, not, always, not always the case, unfortunately. The, the fact is that, you know, plastic is a problem, but we also owe a lot to plastic. Mm-hmm. You know, plastic is the reason why humans are healthier, the reason why, you know, we have the medical um, industry uses a tremendous amount of plastic to treat us and our family members. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it, there's a lot of positives that have come from plastic, the negative being that it's not biodegradable and it's ending up in our oceans and our landfills and, and at an unsustainable rate. So I think this is something that the chemical industry will have a big part of solving this problem in the future. Lots going on, lots of different geopolitical trends and things to keep an eye on. Um, certainly a bunch of stuff that will keep talking about and, and keeping well, everybody updated. I think it's interesting that, like, you know, um, China's always been seen as someone who's manipulated their currency. And now through tweets, uh, Trump's trying to manipulate interest rates. I mean, you know, talk about the pot calling the kettle black. You know, he's been manipulating his economy through his tweets and through his rhetoric. 
the same as these evil empire is doing, you know. So it's, you know, again, you know, we, we can't sit here and think that just because the stock market is at 26,000, everything's okay. That, that, that is not a, an indicator any longer um, because I know because of the trade war that there's plastic piling up in Houston, unable to export to China, where 70% of the, you know, U.S. production of plastic needs to be exported mainly to China. So what do we do when the export stops, everything backs up along the supply chain, everything, you know? So rail cars stop shipping, barges stop shipping, plants turn down. So we're, we're kind of going through this process that we saw 08, 09 with the recession, you know, where it's called rationalization. We're gonna have very rapid rationalization. People are gonna stop producing because they just don't have you know, a, a, a robust auto market, a robust housing market. The housing market has been completely crushed by his $10,000 cap on property tax deduction on your federal uh, income tax. The $750,000 cap on interest ex equity deduction is ruining the uh, housing market. You know, in so many states, people want to go and buy, just like here in Jameson, they want to buy a second home. If they've got a $500,000 mortgage at their house in Connecticut and they want to come to Rhode Island and have a beach home and they want to spend $500,000, well, that $250,000 is not, they can't deduct that interest off of their taxes. So now all these signs are popping up in Jamestown for houses for sale and they're not selling. So, you know, I just, people need to look at how this one person is negatively affecting them. And, and be vocal about it, you know? You have to be vocal about it because, uh, you know, it, in, in the four years, he, you know, the things that he could ruin are, are inexplicable. It's just unbelievable. And it's all for one purpose, to give a break to the billion dollar corporations and make himself more money. That's it. And the housing market brings up a good point. It goes all the way back to slowing housing starts. Obviously it hurts wire and cable companies, hurts we um, hear it. We're hearing companies. it every day. We, we, we yeah. talk to these people and they're saying, oh, gosh, Q4 looks like a disaster. I wonder why. You know, it's like, you know, this is not good. You know, it's a it, it's it's just a it's a snowball and it's just going downhill and it's just getting bigger and bigger and the momentum's growing. So uh, um, I hope uh, I hope it doesn't uh, end up being a, a disaster. I think the one good thing is that, like you said before, the, the tariffs are temporary, right? There's a shelf life to them. They'll probably be used as a as a attack in the next election cycle, you know. So mm -hmm. so we've got a you know a little bit more to get through here until they probably go away. I'd I'd have to guess. Um, so just to throw a little bit of positive spin on all the <laughs> doom and gloom here. I don't I don't read the positive in that. What do you mean? Well, I mean I, I you know as far as the tariffs go today, they're in place, right? right? And then I think he'll use that. In the next election cycle as a you know he drops them saying oh look at what the great you know look what i did it's a great you know mm -hmm. great thing i did and then mm -hmm. they'll be gone or if a democrat comes into place they'll they'll uh mm. you know they'll drop it obviously as well so either way um it's not gonna stay long term yeah well that just doesn't give him any leverage in negotiating with china i mean so it's a, a basically a failed plan already based on what you're just saying i mean it's a it's not just it's it's not just a failed plan it's raised the cost to American consumers for so many things. Oh, I agree. I'm not justifying the plan. I'm just saying it's not mm -hmm. going to be a, a very long-term plan. You know, maybe another year um, or so, and then we should be out of it. I, I think. 
Yeah, you would think. I mean, you know. Unless he gets elected again, and then <laughs> we'll see what happens. But <laughs> I'd rather have Mickey Mouse elected than than I don't care who it is. You know, who can who can beat him? Um, I think at this point, I think just about anyone. I mean, the most recent polls are showing that you know even Elizabeth Warren could beat him. You know, so. Um, but uh, it's we're set to see. You know, it, it's. Um, it's, it's a shame that, you know, the last three years have been um, an election campaign by Donald Trump, you know. This is just getting so wearing on everyone, you know. And now we got a year of intense campaigning after three years of, you know, direct campaigning to the people. So we should, uh, we're getting some fatigue, some, you know, some election fatigue already. So... Um, It'll be interesting to see how things play out. Yeah, and you mentioned one thing about the stock market in there too. Um, has been very high, especially with the uh, tax cuts and things like that. Corporations seem to be propped up a little bit oh, with, yeah. with the expanded profits. Um, did come down a little bit in August. It was down about 700 points month to month. Kind of finished stronger at the end. Um, but well, down you, a look at, bit. you look at large corporations and, and who do they care about? The shareholders. Okay, so they want to return to the shareholders. I mean, even here at TCC, our federal taxes are, have gone from, what, 33 or 31% down to 21%. Well, you know, that just means that if we leave money in the company, that we have to pay less tax on it. It really doesn't do any good for our employees. It does nothing for them. It just means that maybe we strengthen our company a little bit more if we leave money in there. So, uh, you know... Most people don't own hundreds of millions of dollars companies or billions of dollars companies, so they're not seeing the benefit. So when a company, a billion-dollar company, gets these savings, it'll benefit the shareholders, you know, and then not the employees and not the individuals, not the customers, not the suppliers. Um, inevitably, it'll just benefit the shareholders and the company itself. So, you know, I'd like to see a tax plan where, you know, the middle class is has benefit. The lower class has benefit. People are taken care of. Um, you know, also our, um, you know, we've got a burgeoning um, debt. You know, our debt is growing massive rates. You know, we're having to spend money to bail out the farmers because they can't sell to China, you know. Um, so it's, you know... It, America's a mess right now. I mean, I'm glad you have a positive spin, AJ. I'd love to hear more positive spins on this because I'm obviously, you know, not an optimist about what's happening right now, but I think I'm a realist, honestly. Maybe one positive, it, uh, there was no price increases this month. Yeah, well, that just more, means more, there's more no less, real demand. Less. There's no robust demand. There's no reason for price increase because, uh, you know, supply and demand fundamentals are... Pretty much there's plenty of supply, you know, if you need it, it's available. Um, I'd say almost all of our producing partners have come to us and said, please help. We need to move more. Yep. So um, yeah, we saw it's crude. definitely a buyer's market. Never a good sign. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crude crude natural gas stayed pretty flat. Crude down maybe a dollar or two um, from this time in yeah, August. Keep in mind, crude's tied to the stock market. So yep. So went, went right along that. Um Benzene flat, maybe a couple cents down, but not not too much to report there. And ethylene, propylene, both both pretty flat. So pretty uh, nothing, not much to report on the pricing side for for uh, this month. But we'll see what happens coming in the end of the year here. 
Prices are flat, plenty of availability. <laughs> that's the that's the gist. Send I think a, that's the gist. Yeah. Send, send us a, send, a, send us a WhatsApp. We have plenty of product to, to <laughs> yeah. give you. We're missing we're missing Javi and his WhatsApp today. Um, future products, new products. One thing I don't think we've talked about before is uh, the BDO in the THF to uh, semi-new products for TCC on the on the newer side. Um, something we're um, currently managing and. and uh, looking to expand, of course. Um, yeah, more focused towards Latin America, but also uh, good availability for, for all the regions. Uh, we've got a great producing partner and uh, uh, looking at bulk and packaged um, both. So um, it's an exciting uh, new product uh, or new product line for us. And mm -hmm. uh, um, we're excited to take the challenge on to, uh, to grow the business. Yeah, been something that's that's been growing the last couple of years and something we're, like you said, excited to continue to yeah we really haven't had that strategic partnership that we have today um but i think they've been impressed with uh what we've done with without a partnership just working with them and uh yep. and so therefore doubling down and and hoping that uh we can help grow grow the market for them and i think that's what we're best at you know when you give us a challenge um we'll uh, we'll meet that challenge to the best of our ability and no better place to start promoting a new product line than trade shows of course with uh, the the important part of our our industry and something we still put a big focus on is is trade shows and conferences and things like that. Um, been a pretty quiet summer, which has been pretty nice, but September definitely jumps jumps right back into it with with some big shows coming up. Yeah, most of the summer has been filled with uh, you know customer visits and a lot of travel, so it's been been a busy summer. But you know, coming up on trade show season, we'll be heading down into the eye of the hurricane next week uh, in Charleston, South Carolina, at the Chemicals America show. Um, be myself, Ben, Ray Altenberger, and Steve Friedewald. I think that's all of us, right? Should get some TCC umbrellas made up or something. Stand on the street corner. Some and ponchos, and maybe. Ponchos. <laughs> We're gonna need something. I like it. Um, is it too late for that? I mean, we can make stuff happen. It's never, it's never too late. We should have a spending freeze. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I think uh, we can hold off on that because there's a good chance you might not even show up in the first place. That's so. valid. That's true. And um, then uh, a couple yeah, that's that's a good show. I don't want me to cut you off, but that's always a good show. I think if people haven't looked at it before, across a majority of industries, that's that's a good one to look at. It's well attended, well exhibited. People people talk about that show in, in high regards. Yeah, it's sold out. There's been a waiting list for the past four or five years for exhibitors to to get in there. So um, you know, it's definitely a, a show with a lot of a uh, lot of attention, and, and it's very well attended. So we're looking forward to it. And then the next one's a, a newer one for us with the Camex. Yep. Uh, a couple weeks after uh, the Chemicals America show, we'll be in Anaheim, California at the Camex show. Um, this is one that we've uh, walked um, a few times in the past and uh, had some good results from it. So we'll be having a small booth there this year. Um, be myself and Tim Driscoll manning the booth. Um, so come reach out to us for uh for meetings happy to set something up and uh look forward to seeing you out there yeah another new product line a relatively new product line for tcc is the uh fiberglass glass fiber silica fabric etc so aj and tim have been doing a great job of growing that uh that new product line for us in the, in the camex show we're looking forward to that to uh you know further bolster our supply chain on that those products yeah, it's something we haven't talked about too much. We should look at. Yeah, we should in future podcasts. We should talk more about that. Maybe have Tim in, and uh, yeah, that's definitely something we should put on the list. Yeah, the Camex is interesting because it's it's composites, and then there's also a lot of the the chemicals that go into the 
coatings of the composites. So the resins, the you know the vinyl coated fabrics, all those same people there. So it's you know it's both mm. composites and chemicals. Um, so um, I don't know. I'm excited for it. I think it'll be a good one for us. Yeah, it's a lot of what we do. Yeah, yeah. I kind of get the feeling there aren't too many shows in that industry. Like it, it seems like we don't hear about that many shows. Maybe we just don't focus on it too much with shows and stuff like that. But it's one of the only ones that I see for the composites specific group i may maybe mistaken i think the two shows combined to make this one i think it was yeah. the ifai and then a different show that combined to make the camex um but yeah we're, we're looking forward to it for sure yeah absolutely um and then the last one coming up end of the month is the vinyl tech it'll be in akron ohio this year um another good show uh, it's great for anyone between being brand new to the industry they do a great uh, technical session on the first day with kind of a good overview on the industry as well as if you've been in it for 10 20 30 years they do a good update on what's currently happening what current trends are things like that um, half um, presentations and technical uh, presentations half kind of trade show feel so it's a good mix too um, good blend of trainings and learning things as well as obviously having the opportunity to network and we'll have a tabletop booth there so another good event one that if you're in the vinyl space definitely recommend checking out usually pretty well attended and held in held in good regard mm. and then coming up on the epca in apla later on um epca in october and then apla in november probably talk about that in the october episode but should be interesting to see that epca and get a feel for what's happening over in europe um, at that time Maybe we should make some umbrellas for the EPCA. That way it'll hopefully like coax rain in that area and fill the Rhine up, you know. There might, you go. Might have something to, some effect on that. But yeah, no, looking forward to getting back to Berlin. Um, in October, I guess last year was the first time really that the, the meeting changed. It's more Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday versus it used to be Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Um, you know, I guess uh, there's, a, there's a German holiday uh, on that particular Sunday and... Um, so things have shifted. Unfortunately, I'd already booked my tickets well over a year ago. So I'm departing on Wednesday afternoon. So we're trying to fill everything in. We're still meeting on Sunday. I think it's the silly Americans that are all meeting <laughs> on Sunday. The Europeans are smart enough to, to, to have that as a, as a day off and then show up on Monday. But uh, no, it's, it's always great to get back uh, uh, into Europe and meet with our partners and have some positive banter. And then shortly after that is Apple and Buenos Aires. You know, things uh, in Latin America, we don't have hobbies update, but things are still uh, struggling there. Even in Argentina, the value of their currency has dropped significantly recently. So um, I think there's a lot to talk about at APLA. And, um, you know, and uh, I know Javier and Angela are, are heading down there. I'm on the fence right now. So uh, it's a long way away, Buenos Aires. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's at the bottom of the world there. So for yeah. even people... From you know up here in the northeast where we're traveling, uh, but especially you know Asia and, and Europe, it's it's a it's a long it's a long travel to get there. What's the weather like down there in November? Is it? And the last time I was there was very nice, you know, somewhat cool. Um, is it there summer because it's southern hemisphere? It would be tri it would be basically I guess it would be spring, you know. Okay. So um, it would be their spring uh, going into summer. So, uh, but from what I can remember, it was comfortable. Yeah. It's a great place to visit. I mean, they've got uh, fantastic um, meats. You know, they've got fantastic uh, wine. I mean, it's a, it's a really neat place and uh, enjoyed being there. Yeah, so definitely be interesting to report back. Um, I guess it would be the November episode to report back on EPCA. Mm -hmm. um, so some interesting episodes and conversations, I think, to come once we kind of hear back from what's happened at these shows and, and be able to report back and talk about it. Yeah. 
Um, wrapping things up, some inside TCC news. Um, I'd like to welcome Nicole Greenberg officially onto the inside sales. Yep, she team. transitioned uh, from a customer service expert to uh, inside sales, so it's uh, nice to have a new addition in, in sales. Yep. Yep. Also, uh, we got a baby coming soon with uh, Michaela Turnquist. Uh, and Nicole's actually pregnant as well, so she'll be having a baby. Yeah, I guess we didn't talk about uh, that last time. That's a new development. Yeah, exciting. so she transferred into uh, sales, but she'll be uh, taking a leave, uh, obviously, for the baby in uh, another seven, seven, eight months or something like that. So, But I think it's exciting. Uh, yeah. I think kids are great. I'll four on my own. Encourage people to have lots of kids because um, uh, they keep you seeing and in seeing at the same time. That's a good way to put it. You concur? Yeah, my two keep me <laughs> insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I appreciate it. Anything else to, to wrap things up with? I can I can still hate on Trump <laughs> as long as you want me to. I can talk about how horrible his policies and how uh, poorly it's affecting our business. I hate to beleaguer that point for everybody, but uh, we are a microcosm. We do see things. Um, We've been talking about this for a long time of what's coming it's come and uh, i'm afraid of what will continue to come so uh, i just uh encourage everybody to keep their head down work hard and uh, we'll all get through this i'm proud to be an american uh love my country and uh just hope that we can all come together uh in, in positivity and uh growth and uh, we, we we have a future leader that um, brings us together and doesn't divide us yeah, yeah, I think that's all said. We can leave it right there. Um, of course, we appreciate you guys, guys for listening. Uh, wherever you guys are streaming the episode, feel free to scroll down. We'll have links to everything we were talking about in the episode. Um, hopefully a good resource for you guys. Um, available wherever you do stream your podcasts, whether it's on the uh, iPhone app store, uh, Android app store, go to thechemco.com slash podcast. Uh, we do have the video version on, on YouTube and social media, courtesy of the Kettle Bottom Creative guys here. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Thanks for letting us make it to, to 30 episodes. Pretty cool. That's awesome. And we will uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks. Thank you, Ben. Thank you.